0: Put down, I'll change this drill, okay? This looks like a fire drill in a third grade school. You're gonna run the curl. You're gonna
1: hustle. It's all right. You had a catcher's mitt, you'd have caught it. You got to stop a pass or a run. Otherwise, we're in great
0: shape. Well, I've seen bad football games. is the worst I've ever seen. But I
1: never saw a little life on a football team in my life. Minus 3 with Dave Damaschek.
0: Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to the new episode of Minus 3 presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football, football, football. Week one of college football season in the books. Week one of pro football upcoming. We're ready to chop it all up for you. We're over the moon. We haven't even a moment to talk about the non-controversy controversy of Brian Kelly clumsily repeating a line by the late, great John McKay. Um, We're going to give you some of our favorite bets here for college football and pro football upcoming here. Maybe get in some Yankees talk here as uh, Eddie Spaghetti's favorite ball club plummets further. The Blue Jays may yet catch up to them, but we're focused mostly on football this week. We appreciate you betting along with us at fanduel.com slash minus three. That's the word minus. The number three and all the fun can be followed along at minus three pod. It's a big... uh, a big week here, like I say, specifically tonight, Eddie Spaghetti. The big kickout league, our fantasy draft, is upcoming. I, once again, am the reigning champion. That means that I hold the power, like in Survivor. You get to extinguish somebody else's lamp. Is that what's it's called? A lamp? Torch? Torch. You extinguish their torch, I guess, on Survivor. Sal um, came up with a diabolical plan about a decade ago, that the reigning champ gets to kick out someone of his choosing at the draft. Well, that day is now upon us, and so I will be kicking out once again. You may recall that I kicked out Bill Simmons a year ago by getting his favorite ball player growing up, Freddie Lynn, center fielder for the Red Sox, to kick him out on Cameo. And sources are saying, don't fix what ain't broke. And so I would expect that maybe another Cameo um, appearance will, uh, will be – the delivery method for someone's shame this weekend. And um, Spaghetti, you know, uh, you watch a lot of college football. tub to you on your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Exciting game, one of the better games. Not exactly an exhilarating collection of games, but I think we were all happy just to be looking at uh, some college football action, eh?
2: Yeah, it was a strange week because a lot of the teams that we thought were maybe the second or third tier level teams ended up losing. And you were spot on with UNC, which is a great example. Uh, I was totally shocked by that. Obviously, the Wisconsin-Penn State game kind of sloppy. Uh, not really sure if either of those teams are good, but it was always fun to see an upset at Penn State winning in Camp Randall. And then yet yeah, my Irish, I mean, that was a game. Uh, I figured they started start off a little bit slow, which they did. I figured they would figure things out, which they also did and then the third act of that game was just absolutely bonkers where they seemingly had guys stop in the backfield couldn't wrap up and then just big plays from far to stay and obviously everyone loves the story about the quarterback coming back from the the devastating injury at UCF and then leading them to then almost come back and then the whole craziness with the I don't want to bring referees into it but the the bad uh running into the, the punter call and then like the weird uh field goal placement good ball and they end up missing it anyway and the Notre Dame gets the kick and they win to get out of that one but uh it was a strange game uh, I I kind of said this on our last pod about this game with the Irish was, I don't have a feel for this team yet. Need to see what happens in week one. Are they the same as last year? And it seems like they are totally the opposite of what they were last year with Ian Book. They're more of a team that was, uh, you know, they were great in the trenches. This team was more of a dynamic passing offense to Jack Cohn. So all in all, uh, exciting finish. Uh, I guess we're not going to count the game with the all Miss game last night. But, um, yeah, I'm happy to be 1-0 and moving on to another uh, good week of college football. Boy, oh, boy, football.
0: if you have any concerns, that's exactly right, Cohen on down. I mean, there are so many good college QBs. If you're worried about your pro football team not having a QB, don't worry. There's going to be one available for you in this draft, as there is every year. That's the big takeaway for me. Looking at these guys' house performance in Virginia Tech, notwithstanding, I did tell you that was going to happen. That was too big a spot for a kid to try and overcome all the losses that he had in skill position, guys, um, last autumn to this season. That was their undoing this time um
2: by the way getting a saw like literally the virginia tech crowd when they played entered sandman like registered on the seismograph which is at i mean that clip of them jumping up and down is i know everyone like loved the the, the jump around at camp randall but i think enter sandman and blacksburg like literally causing the earth to move is something else so I, yeah i mean i get, you were spot on that pick sam howell and uh, mac brown cannot get the job done
0: i know but you one size doesn't fit all because wisco slipped up against penn state and i uh i i Gave you that one. By the way, on the season, my best bets in college football, now 4-2, and so pretty good. Bet along with us, FanDuel.com, slash minus three. We have Jeff Schwartz upcoming. Of course, you may know that he's an alumnus of Oregon. Looking forward to hearing what he thinks about uh, a spotty performance in week one as they head over to Columbus, Ohio, to face another team that wasn't dominant against Minnesota, um and uh so looking forward to getting his pick there and some pro football thoughts as well your Yankees are bad but so are the Red Sox are either one of them gonna lose their wild card spot to the Jays or the Mariners or otherwise Eddie Spaghetti how say you here
2: well on the times we're recording it's uh Tuesday which means that uh as of today Garrett Cole is pitching versus Steven Matz and the Blue Jays, and I'm hoping Cole is able to come in and stop them. He should be your eventual AL Cy Young winner. I know there's been some issues. Jonathan the Wise got going on the um, the injured list here, which is a big blow, and they're still throwing out Andrew Heaney to the Yankees for some reason, which I do not know. He's not great, and I said this uh, weeks back and I continue to say it, but the importance of getting back those arms, like Herman and Severino hopefully eventually, you know, Kluber inching back, like that's going to be so important for the Yankees if they make it to the postseason because they're going to need help in the bullpen, those like those sixth seventh inning spots if their starter can't give them you know five six innings that's the really need. and showing you that's what's costing them some games like why they can't figure out the Orioles I, I don't know some years just teams have their number and that it seems like that's what's going to be with uh, the Yankees and O's this year
0: just bizarre but uh anyway so we're coming down the stretch there in baseball I'm not going to jive you I respect you too much my eye is on football, college and pro. I'll, I'll keep a, a side eye on what goes down in baseball, but you're going to have to keep me hip from here on out there, spaghetti. Um, like I say, Oregon now catching 14 and a half as they go into Columbus there. We'll get Schwartz's pick on that one. The other big game, Iowa, even after dominating my Hoosiers, are... The dog going into Iowa State, who really, really struggled. How say you, Spaghetti? I well, will, I want to talk with Schwartz about the preseason polls here. I hate them because they've already, uh, they're already too influential. I can't believe that Clemson loses a game and they're still number six ahead of so many teams like uh, the Sissy Blue UCLA team and otherwise. Who I, I did tell you that was another one of Damashek's keen predictions. I told you to take UCLA at home there. Um, but Iowa, I don't want to overreact to a dominant performance, but plus four and a half, I I, I expect that everybody and their mother is going to be in on that one. How say you? You going to take uh, the Cyclones?
2: Well, it, that's what's. It's so funny that it goes back to what you said about the poll. Like people just don't want to be wrong, so they had Iowa State up very, very high because everyone loves Matt Campbell and the way he's done to that program, and obviously Purdy at quarterback think one of the best quarterbacks in the country and then they're going to have a kind of a stinker they do slip by and win that game then Iowa looks awesome I believe the same defensive back had like two pick sixes and everything so I, I mean I think it's at that point in college football they expect uh, and Jeff you know current Jeff does bring this up later when we speak to him the difference between college football teams in week one and week two which is why you used to we're used to a lot of teams. Uh, with the, the cupcakes on their schedule because they want to kind of have a week to get right. So I guess people are thinking, okay, well, Iowa State's going to get right here. So I know that a lot of people on extra points uh, are our guy Harry and, and Hench made the joke and he made the pick, the Iowa State pick last week on, on the Thursday pod that they were on the Cyclones. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think we may get a, a, an, an Iowa win here because that, that was not a pretty game from Iowa State.
0: I know, but the but you know that the public is going to be all over the Hawks going into this one. So it's an intriguing one. I need two more days to meditate on that. I'll give you my final pick on that one when we get Hench on minus three on Thursday. Also, upcoming Eddie Spaghetti is going to give you. This is where he's the home run whisperer every Tuesday. He's going to give you his dinger. Um, here, FanDuel's special prop that you can make. Who's going to hit a home run? Spaghetti's going to lay it on you in just a second. Um, quick detour. I don't want to, um, I, 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 I feel weird talking about the passing of someone personally, uh, who meant something to you and me, Eddie Spaghetti, and uh, a lot of our friends, um, although we have put out on social media and we've talked about the good times that we had with our guys, Handsome Hank and, and uh, Matt Money-Smith and Tara Deeker, who passed away over the weekend. I'm going to be talking more about her with um, the Around the NFL boys in, in uh, a little bit later, so programming note um, on that, I guess. But I feel weird talking about it, but she really just made everybody feel like a million bucks, and I do feel like we she deserves, and I feel like if by some chance this reaches somebody in her family or her friends outside of our little weird circle of, of uh, the fact that she was the, the true star of the whole thing, and it's uh, a horrible tragedy.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's really as, as bad as it gets, and it makes you, especially with us uh, losing our friend Wes and then having to deal with that and just the uncertainty of and fragility of life, and then with, with Deke, who we uh, were lucky to see Recently, and we thought things were going to be okay, but you guess you just really never know with, you know, with cancer and just how life is. But um, the one thing I will say uh, during my time in NFL, and uh, I was lucky that I had a pretty good relationship with almost everybody there—no um, enemies or anything like that. But you know, in life, sometimes you just don't want to have a conversation of. with people. That I know, of. but you want to avoid. Sometimes you want to avoid people. Obviously, Monday, 8 a.m. You're getting in the office. You're tired. You don't want to really see anyone. Talk to anyone, but. I will say i never ever skipped an opportunity to stop by deke's office and chat with her no matter what like she was really the only person that i could say that i truthfully would go out of my way to go and talk to because she was fun she was caring she was always wanting to know what was going on with with our group and she had a good sense of humor and um you know the countless pie offs and every just time that she would come by our studio and come on the show within her relationship with handsome hank and like i mentioned before we, we did see her recently um over in los angeles and uh, i was you know I'm glad the last time I, we hung out, uh, I got to make her laugh by shoving an entire slice of uh, pizza in my face. And that was very nice, sad. I, I was hoping to see Deke real soon. But um, yeah, again, just, you know, it, it, life is too short. And uh, just be, you know, enjoy every single day you have on the Yeah, on the
0: planet, well, really i talk such a heartbreaker you're right and but uh, the takeaway is she was good to everybody and it's not it's just as easy to be nice as it is to be a jerk and she chose the former not the latter and maybe the rest of us can take something from that that it's easy to be dismissive and glib and whatever and by the way i don't want to turn her into a saint she was as brassy as it got she she gave it as uh as good as she took it and that's what made her so much fun to be with and like i say i guess the the broader message that i you've heard me say before and i say again now is if you can if you're lucky enough to get to work with your friends then uh you're you're really cheating life and so in that way she helped all of us cheat life a little bit and uh Shield, uh, uh, just a a massive loss. But um, on with the sports we go now. And um, so let's get our guy, Jeff Schwartz, to talk about weeks one in college football and week one in the NFL. All right, here he is, everybody, licking his wounds after the Ducks barely survived a humiliating season opening loss. You know him from Fox Sports. You can look forward to him talking about college and pro football all season long. Also, Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You, the podcast that you simply must download and subscribe to. It's Jeff Schwartz. What's the poop, fella?
1: Well, I'm not licking my wounds. I mean, Oregon did win the game, unlike our rival Washington, who lost to Montana, scoring seven points at home. So it could be worse, Dave. We did end up winning the game, which is more more important than obviously losing the game. So, It wasn't the best game, but we won, and we're on to Ohio State this week. And we're not Washington, who lost to Montana again at home as a rain team scoring seven points. Not ideal. Now, just to clarify,
0: that pleases you. You're a weirdo in my book because you root for the Pac-12 in general, except for the Huskies. That's the one exception.
1: Why would I not root for the Pac-12? I I do not get this. So I should not have rooted for UCLA to beat LSU?
0: I understand that you're using your head – here you're doing some math in terms of like final four and it's better if the conference is good in general and all of that i just mean spiritually i want you to acknowledge it's wrong it's i i get it's a decision but your heart and gut should at least balk at your head's choice to say yay bruins yay
1: trojans it's good oh, i don't ultimately. like i don't like usc
0: okay so uh We have a lot to talk about here, so I don't (laughs) want to get too bogged down. But so you're you're anti-Washington, very, and you're anti-USC, but you're cool with everybody else in the conference.
1: Yes, because I uh, went to Oregon, so we hate Washington, Oregon State. I mean, I don't like to lose to them, but they're like the little sister, and I'm really worried about them. Even though we lost them last year, and my parents went to UCLA, so I hate USC. It's very simple.
0: Okay, but you root for the San Francisco Giants over your hometown Dodgers. None of it makes any sense now. Makes.
1: The first place, San Francisco Giants.
0: What doesn't make any sense? We got to get into our game picks here. I also want to get your little preview. We'll get some Cliff's Notes version uh, of uh, what you think is upcoming here. We've talked to you all summer long about uh, pro football. Um, tip of the hat though to you and your boy Duke. You, the last time you were on minus three, you said you heard, and this was at the very start of pro football's training camp. You said. I hear Dan Moore is going to wind up being the starting left tackle. Now, some people would say that's because Zach Banner, the presumed um, starter at right tackle with Chooks at left tackle, got undone by Banner's injury. But nevertheless, you nailed that one. A lot of cynics uh, over Pittsburgh way were saying that it was going to be that, that that was a crazy assumption. He's a rookie. He got smoked right out of the gate in training camp by Alex Highsmith. But here we are. If you want to take a victory lap for you and Duke, you guys had the intel on that one.
1: Kudos. It's weird. I, I didn't get any like apology messages from anyone who told me I was crazy when I said this. Uh, it's weird. And how about that? That Pittsburgh radio guy who's, I mean, he got, he beat me to it first. He's only said it four weeks after I did. So I wonder if he's going to take the, the victory lap today. It's Mark funny. Madden,
0: he said that you probably heard him say it and <laughs> yes. then repeated it.
1: Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big listener of Steelers, uh, uh, Pittsburgh drive time radio in Charlotte. Um, I, I, the thing about, this is a great thing about social media, right? It's actually a terrible thing is you can you get something right and no one ever, ever comes back and says to you, you know what, Schwartz, bravo, buddy, bravo. You had inside information, you kind of knew what was happening there, you got it right. But if I was wrong about that, I would get 15 tweets if it was announced that the Chukes was starting or Zach Banner was starting. I get shit on for that. That's we so right.
0: Isn't that, see, you're right, that social media or otherwise has brought out this cynical approach to things. And I remember saying, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there should be a website that, j- that just tracks every hot taker's takes, his predictions, and keeps a, a, keeps a, a record of them um, to shame people because you shouldn't be allowed to just shoot your mouth off with nonsense and uh, and see if if anybody notices how wrong you are all the time. And then came awful announcing and otherwise maybe inspired by Ted Lasso. that's everybody (laughs) likes that because it's got a positive vibe to it. Maybe we need to create a website that celebrates other people's correct predictions. What about that?
1: That doesn't sell, man. Negativity sells, right? I mean, what was positive? I know Ted Lasso really sells because I saw the tweet about this. It's very true. Like a, a positive male dominated like show right like he like not male dominated show obviously but like a, a male dom uh, uh, the lead character a male it, and he's like positive right we rarely see that right we see kind of jackasses in those roles and obviously rebecca and Keeley are great and whatnot but it's like it's just odd to see ted lasso be so inspiring in those roles we don't really see that from men all the time
0: it's so true and it's a powerful message as we sit here at the, ah, the show so good football. man it
1: hold- like everything about it. Like Rebecca, I think it's fabulous. And Roy Kent, I mean, it's just, they do a good job with that show. We've been watching,
0: I think it's called Nine Perfect Strangers here. And they've been dosing all the guests at this uh, luxury spa. They've been giving everybody LSD and they didn't know about it. That's also a
1: fun show. A a real, this is like a documentary or like a- a
0: No, it's Nicole Kidman doing a weird, unidentifiable Scandinavian kind of accent. That's uh Didn't you that- do
1: that didn't weren't people you to the other show on HBO uh, on the undoing with a weird accent too That's, I remember that shit
0: <laughs> That it? show made me mad I don't know why, why? I'm watching another because its resolution stunk. It was We're All terrible, right, listen, yes. we're not, we're, we'll figure out. Let's talk about how college vo- football is going to resolve. And I'm already angry about it for this reason, Schwartz. I bellyache all the time about preseason polls. And the reason, you just talked about one part of the human condition, that we like to point at other people and laugh when they're wrong. Another thing is we like to ignore, as you say, when we're wrong. So when you make a preseason poll, you it, you you basically will look the other way when things get sideways on you and you'll self validate witness Clemson who lost a game they played yeah. one game like most other college football teams did they lost it and yet they still sit at number 6 i would be livid about this even if i were your team if i were the oregon ducks but there are other teams that performed yeah. well ucla is 2 and 0 oh. they just beat lsu how in the world can you justify Clemson staying at number six now they're slotted that was their toughest game that they will have all the way through the season so it's reasonable to assume that unless they get upset that they're going to be in the final four probably Uh,
1: yes and and look this year it fell more than ever the the preseason poll was wrong right I mean it just was flat out wrong North Carolina 10th in the country Sam Howell this is the year they're gonna do it upset by Virginia Tech look you're Indiana Hoosiers Bad game, we get it. Penex might have been hurt, right? It wasn't 100%, I don't think. But they got they got their doors blown off, okay? Um, look, Oregon didn't play terribly great. Washington got upset. Uh, there were other, you know, Iowa State didn't play terribly great. And, and they won 16-10 over Northern Colorado, I think, right? I mean, it just feels like the rankings were wrong this year. But I will say, it feels like we have one really good team, only Alabama, a second decent team. I mean, Georgia's good. And then it's like a bunch of teams sort of like, The flaws are still the same, right? Ohio State defensively, Oklahoma defensively. um, Clemson obviously couldn't score in that game, but they'll be fine. But I'm with you. I think that the preseason rankings determine too much of how we feel about teams. So my podcast- It's exactly
0: right. And people do not- yes. and, and that's and, and to pull back the curtain, if you're listening to me, I can assure you, because I have had many conversations and Schwartz has too, and Eddie Spaghetti has as well, where we talk to a lot of people who are portrayed as experts or insiders or whatever, and they know as much about it as you do. People list off three names, three star names from, from a, a Big 12 team And you think like, well, this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to Big 12 ball. Like they don't really know because you're in because you're talking about 18 year olds on some level. How does anybody really have any insight to how good a lot of teams are going to be? And yet we roll with these preseason rankings as though as though they're some insightful source for how good teams are. Well, it's nonsense. It should be zero until week one at minimum before you start evaluating who's better than whom.
1: Yeah, and because of that on my podcast, Joshua Smart You. We started a college uh, college edition now once a week. So <laughs> love, wait, three. wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. I loved how you just said it there. That wasn't that wasn't much of a sell there. On my podcast, Josh uh, smart than you. It's
1: a, it's a it's kind of a mouthful for me to say a clunky name. Yeah, a clunky name. It, I mean it is it, the name is what it is. It's I mean it's yeah, that's why I'm smarter than you. I come up with a clunky name. So we started a college football uh, podcast once a week now. We had our first one out uh, the other day, and I did my rankings. I put UCLA at four, all right? And the reason I put UCLA at four, I put Penn State at six, by the way. Um, nice. I think was, that's valid. Was because of what they've done so far. They're 2-0. They're and oh, They beat a ranked LSU team. UCLA's win total this year, I think, it's 6-6.5. Six, six they had one vote uh, to finish uh, first in the Pac-12 South, right? I mean, on paper, they're the sixth best Pac-12 team. Uh, and they, they handled LSU. I don't want to hear the excuses, Dave. I don't want to hear the SEC excuses about oh, LSU and you know, the quarterback situation. And, and you know, they're, not, they're more talented than UCLA. And they got their butts hooked up to the line of scrimmage. Plain and simple. End of story. And the Bruins should get credit for that. Are, are the Bruins the fourth best team in the country? No. Right? They would lose to Oklahoma. They'd lose to Ohio State. They'd lose to Clemson. Like, we get that, right? But we got to give some teams credit for winning the game. Is Penn State the sixth-best team in the country? No, they're not, okay? Sorry, Penn State, you're not, okay? But they deserve credit. They went to Camp Randall. They won a game. Now, Wisconsin had double and a half the, the first downs. <laughs> like, they, you know, they had double the yards. I get that. And maybe it wasn't all Penn State's doing. But then they went to Camp Randall and got a win. And they should get credit for that. So I'm, I'm with you. I think early in the season, we give credit to the teams. And by week six or seven, by the time the playoff shakes out, Everything will everything will be fine. We'll all be calibrated back to where we should be about week six when when uh, the first playoffs uh, rankings come out.
0: It's so it, it really is such jive. But the other side of the coin, how much looking at week one and then week zero is because my recurring point is with the NFL that preseason is not essential. It is essential for borderline guys who you haven't gotten to see and whether or not they they belong and and all of that. The need for repetition for the guys that you know are going to be starters for you in week one of the regular season is, is not essential or else college football would do it. But there is a wild swing in teams' performance because they haven't been on the field since last November or December. So how much do you read into a bum performance by Oregon, not, I mean, not, not terrible, but, but uh, you know, Indiana was lousy. Michael Penix, like you say, hadn't played because of the knee injury and he was lousy. I mean, I don't think anybody perceived them to be a a national title contender, maybe a borderline big 10 contender, but how much are you reading into disappointing performances um, and saying like, I, so can you collectively say, basically what I'm asking is, if you are high on a top 10 team that underperformed in week one, how much do you think, like, ascribe that to just they hadn't played and they were I, rusty and they'll they'll get yeah. back to that level or they, that's what they're going to be this season based on what we saw?
1: We always hear in college football that teams improve the most between week one and week two because of that reason. They haven't played any games yet, right? We, we never hear in the NFL, you don't hear like, oh – Jackson, oh, Houston, guys, they played poorly week one, but they're going to play better in week two. We don't hear that, right? Because we know what they are. They've had preseason games. Um, but, it, you know, these college haven't. So that's why they tend to improve, especially with younger players, right? So we talk about Oregon, Ohio State, really Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, right, on the road, first game in Minnesota, up and down game, better in the second half. He should be better in week two, right? Let's talk about Oregon. Because you mentioned Oregon. Struggle against Fresno. Well, this is the big game of the weekend. Yeah, it is so big I, of the big game you so, know, I'm, I, I'm interested
0: in your breakdown of it.
1: So, I watched Oregon on film uh, on offense, and uh, they didn't do anything. Like, they, they, they saved its, – it's very clear, like LSU – excuse me, like UCLA did for LSU. UCLA came out with a different run game. They had shown the entire time that Chip Kelly hadn't been there. Oregon did the same. Oregon did nothing, like and literally nothing. I mean, they, they're they known, their O.C. is known for a bunch of those RPOs, right? The run pass option, especially in the red zone where you leak a tight end out or back kind of flares up the field. They did none of that against Fresno, and Fresno sold out to stop the run, like just brought eight, nine guys in the box, un- unblocked guys, made plays, and Oregon was not going to deviate from that plan. So I think I feel more comfortable about, their game against Ohio State are watching that. The problem is the quarterback is just okay. I mean, it's Anthony Brown. It's his fourth year as a starter. I mean, he, he just is what he is. He's in rhythm. He's fine. And then half the time, he's out of rhythm. He misses throws. He makes the wrong read. I mean, he, he looks at one guy and then runs. He's just okay. And to me, you can't be okay at that position to beat Ohio State. Like, you, you have to be special. And So I'm hoping they bring out all the plays, everything possible for that. Um, a, a lot of what Oregon can do offensively looks like what UCLA did, right? Because UCLA's quarterback, Jordan Thomas-Robinson, says it's kind of limited too. He's not that good of a quarterback. Like in, if you were to look at either pro prospect, just his career at UCLA, and they protect him a lot by the run game. That's what Oregon's going to try to do this weekend. The problem is, oh, so yeah, I, uh, well, I mean, that's an interesting I mean, side I mean,
0: note. So you don't buy DTR as a no. as an NFL guy?
1: No, oh no, 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 no. No, um, uh, and but the seems like he's is, got is, a whip, though. It seems no, like I
0: mean, that's what I'm looking at no, is is that, not, does either. the arm seem like it's uh, I don't think his level. arm is
1: terribly strong either <laughs> compared to I just don't see him as a as a as a NFL guy. But nonetheless, the problem with saying that, hey, you know, the, the UCLA game plan can work against Ohio State is Ohio State's going to score 45 points. Right. Like they, they don't they score a ton of points all the time. I think Oregon can limit them and I hope they do. And I'm actually counting on that to win the game. Right? I mean, they have to do that to win the game. They get a corner uh, off suspension back this week who's pretty important for them. And hopefully Kayvon Thibodeau can can play, and I think he will. He's day-to-day the, the star defensive end. I mean, he had the first three pass rushes. He got stoned the first one, forced a pressure, and it led to a second and strip sack the quarterback. I mean, dude is legit. Our, our linebackers are both five stars. They both force fumbles. I mean, we have a lot of talent. It's funny, Dave. People say, well, why is it important to recruit? Why is it important to have these guys? Cause those guys make freaking plays. We had three turnovers on defense that we forced Oregon all by five-star guys. What a surprise. The five-star guys are really good and they make plays like that's why it's important to have dudes. So Oregon has dudes. No well, wait a of, second. I, I'm
0: curious. Who are these people asking you that wh- why recu- recruiting would matter?
1: Well, mostly like Washington fans <laughs> who suck at recruiting and like they're like, oh, you know, why, we turn these why would that over.
0: matter? I can't like, imagine. Oh, well, why. there's
1: a lot of people that think that like it, ones that don't recruit well that think that, you know, that coaching is the only way to win games. And yes, coaching is important, but also having better players. If you watch Alabama play, they have better players than everyone else. <laughs> like that, that kind of helps.
0: It is crazy, and I go back to Kirk Herbstreet's point. I fought against it as a as somebody who believes in merit. I would be fine if we forever just had the two best teams play every year, or the top four teams. But to Herb Streets' point, we would then be locked into Alabama against one of like two or three other teams, and that would be the result every single year for the rest of time, or at least until next. I mean, Saban the Patriots
1: me. went to eleven Super Bowls, or whatever else. Like it wasn't that's not much different. In the last twenty years, we still enjoyed the NFL.
0: I suppose you're right. So where do you come down on um, first of all? I'm, if I'm hearing you right, you're taking Ohio State at home. You're going to lay 14. That yeah, number's would, moving up. No, no. And I feel like there's value. That's why I asked you, like, how well, big take, are these week one results? So, to you?
1: so here's what I will take. Um, I will take Oregon plus the 14 uh, for for the reason of this. This game was going to open about nine and a half, ten. And I don't think Oregon – I don't think four-point difference from the Fresno State game. Like, I, I think that's an overreaction to how Oregon looked. And, again, that's what I'm offensively, saying. they didn't show anything. I'm telling you guys. They, I've watched this offense now. I've watched every snap for four years. New OC, obviously. But they were, They, they love sneaking the tie down and out on those RPOs, especially in the red zone. And they did none of that. Like, they purposely didn't do anything. Like It, it was very clear now. It almost cost them the game because they could have had easy touchdowns, easy scores, stuff like that. But they're going to show – and, look – Mario Cristobal, our head coach, at times Oregon has played down two opponents. There's no doubt about it, but they also kind of play up to opponents, right? He's two and zero against Chris Peterson in Washington, two and zero against USC. Should have beat Auburn last year. Beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. I, the Iowa State Bowl game was kind of a yuck fest, but uh, I don't, it wasn't really. We weren't prepared. Our quarterbacks just played like shit. Um, but like you know, like so we we're we're ready for the big game. Can we win the game, Dave? Going to the shoe and and, and winning a, as a fourteen point dog is. I mean, is CJ going to turn the ball seven times? It's going to be tough. It's tough. I'm not going to BS you about that. But covering the 14, I feel comfortable about that.
0: It's it's not crazy um, to to say that it is a dodgy game though playing the uh, we're gonna hold back some stuff against a decent team in week one to take something fresh to show Ohio State. Yeah, but
1: UCLA did that. I'm telling you, like, and it worked. I mean, like you have to, but you say it blew out Hawaii too. I mean, Hawaii is not Fresno. Fresno's gonna win nine games. I mean, they're a good football team.
0: Right, and um, as far as that goes, uh, I do want to talk about UCLA and USC. And anyone else that you think might challenge Oregon, do you still believe Oregon is the runaway winner of the PAC 12 or has UCLA sufficiently impressed you or SC for that matter, or yeah. both of them.
1: So, um, Oregon, the PAC 12 North went one and five. The only win was Oregon. So I feel comfortable that Oregon's the better team of the North and then it, it matters in the PAC 12 championship game. Um, USC is the same team they've always been. If you watch USC play this weekend, it was on Pac-12 networks. So I hope, I, you know, I'm sure billions of people were able to watch that game. And uh, USC just looked like they normally look. It's just USC. They have one way to score an offense. Defensively, they looked much better, which is good. It's good to see them playing better defensively. And UCLA, USC you play second last week of the year. That probably determines the South. But I will say, Utah's pretty good. In the Pac-12, not I mean I don't know Nash, ASU like Arizona State, UCLA is not going undefeated. They're not. I saw someone today put them in the Rose Bowl. I'm like, let's deep breath. Take like a deep breath. Let's like let's see. Let's wait a couple of weeks or we do that. You just had them winning six games, and all of a sudden they're in the Rose Bowl. Like take a deep breath, calm down. Um, But it's gonna be Oregon against either UCLA, USC, or Utah. I picked Utah before the season. I still like that pick um I'll stick with that until until proven otherwise.
0: And by the way, the other side of the Oregon coin is they, you know, they they had to rally there and uh, were in some danger, but Ohio State was too. Are we definitely sure Ohio State or is Minnesota who they struggled with for a minute there? Is Minnesota good as the Big 10? A little bit better yeah. than maybe we kind of thought because Ohio State it, it has that Clemson vibe to it that they're that much better than anybody else in the ACC. And I did tell you that UNC was wishful thinking that they're 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 fine. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're we just want a team to rise up and challenge them. I I wonder if the Big Ten is that too or can Penn State um, gave you that one too? Yeah. Uh, going into Wisconsin, can Penn State rival them? Iowa? Did you see anything that makes you think that there's anybody? that if Oregon doesn't get well, Ohio state this weekend, that, yeah. that, that anybody's going to get in uh, the Buckeyes uh, way.
1: Um, Herb street on game day this past weekend was pretty high in Iowa and they came out and looked really good. Uh, and they, what, they won the last four games last year, five games in a row, Dave, something like that. Look, they're never going to be dynamic. I mean, they scored on two pick sixes, right? Like they, they're not going to, they're not going to be dynamic on offense, uh, but they put Iowa state this weekend. Uh, if they can I mean, w- w- win that game, you got to feel good about, you know, they being two ranked teams start the year. But Ohio State, I mean, you know, they're just – it's just so boring to say, Dave, they just have more talent than anyone else. They're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger. To see them losing a game during the regular season can happen, but to lose in, in in the title game as well, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to buy that. Um, I think what happened in week one was the same as what happened in previous years. Their defense is just kind of okay. Offensively, they're really good. And that's, a, the, that's my takeaway for a lot of teams in week one is – the parts of your game, especially the contenders that we thought needed to improve, really didn't. Ohio State's defense doesn't look much better, right? Uh, Oklahoma's defense not much better. If you want to throw Oregon in there as a contender, Anthony Brown at quarterback, he looked what he how he's supposed to look. Um, you know that that's a concern if you're trying to find someone else who can take down Alabama. And they're really you know Georgia offensively, yes, they're missing some wide receivers, but they didn't score an offense they had one field goal like
0: i know well that's i guess that's what i'm i'm getting at here is jump to the near end of the novel let's get to the first page of the last chapter of this college football season cuz to know who belongs in the top 4 and in the playoff we have to figure out who doesn't belong what team that you saw did you identify as as like no that was not uh, that was not a little slip up there they're just not very good even if they won their game If they bear like Iowa State would be fine. Our pal Harry is all over Ohio State, uh, all over Iowa State. I'm like, that's another wishful thinking one in my book.
1: You know, do you know how many seasons Iowa State has won ten games? That's exactly my
0: point about UNC. It's like, oh, they're so good. Like, when do you ever see them win double digit games? Get get the settled down, everybody.
1: The answer for Iowa State is never. They've never won ten games. So in their entire program history, entire and we talk about them as like some world beater. So. Um, Iowa state also starts slow every year. So I'm not really concerned about their week one game. I don't know. I don't know why they do that. Um, but look, I mean, I I think a lot of the teams that we saw, um, that we thought would be good, you know, the eked out games, the one, I I was impressed with Texas. I know that everyone talked about Texas being back. Louisiana is not a bad football team and they, they kind of dominated them and and that was pretty impressive to see. So maybe the, the big 12 with Oklahoma, Texas, and Iowa state could be more exciting, uh, that we saw the, a- the ACC guys had a pretty bad weekend. Right. Um, some close games. Right. Uh, you know, Florida State almost won. Uh, Clemson almost won. Uh, but in, in totality, Miami got their asses kicked. Uh, Clemson lost. Uh, North Carolina, who everyone thought was a playoff team ish, lost. Um, not the best weekend for them.
0: Oh, I thought he skipped right over. The Pitt Panthers. They laid waste to UMass. They had no business being on the field uh, I that think, day.
1: I think I think Connecticut can beat UMass. I'm not sure that's a fair comparison. <laughs> know,
0: they're terrible. Uh, that was one of the L's I took. See, I should never bet against my teams. I just didn't think Pitt was going to cover bet
1: them. On my, see, I don't, don't bet on my and, t-
0: Well, 37 and a half seemed like a funny number to to, to bet on. That's why I went against Pitt, because they never—they uh, don't well, generally never, score a lot of points.
1: I don't ever bet on Oregon, except like when they're getting 14 points on the road to Ohio State. Like I just stay away from Oregon. I Very even,
0: quickly, you talk about... one. team that wears orange and white that may or may not be back another team that i think their fan base thinks more of them than the rest of the world does is uh is um tennessee the vols still there in the sec their fan base waiting for some big bounce back that may or may not ever come they host the Pitt panthers the uh the home team is catching three and a half as a home dog how say you schwartz who you betting on there
1: um, look, man, I know that you, you turn to me for uh, extensive knowledge on my college football, but uh, I will be quite honest. I couldn't name you one freaking player playing that game. In, in, in oh, US stop so it. You I'm know, not I mean, even sure. I'm not even sure I could give you. Kenny um, Pickett. How, how about
0: that? He's only been there for 20 years. You should know him at least. I,
1: I mean, has, has Pittsburgh won seven games in his career? I'm just I don't really know. I, I don't, I don't watch a lot of Pittsburgh football, so right, I stink. watch his football, but um, okay
0: let's uh, that's a nice transition you just made there give me win play show I didn't ask you to prepare this but I know you've been looking at the week one um options give me your win play show your best bets for NFL week one it's yeah Schwartz
1: so I think my my best bet at least the one I like I like the most is the is uh, it's up to three now oh. see the problem is you take some of these numbers um at w- where they open and then you look at them now, and you're like, "Look, like I, I had Denver. I got Denver minus one and a half at, at at New York. It's now three. I mean, who's Eddie? Who's who's blocking any of these defensive alignment for Denver? Like, do you, is there a Giants offensive lineman that can block any of them?"
2: And I could re- reverse on you and be like, "How is Denver going to score versus the Giants defense?" So I mean, if you want to play that game? I could, I could do it. Too. Well, he's asking you to party. play that
0: game, Spaghetti. <laughs> Don't be chippy. Why do you got to be like that? Answer hey? the question. It's been
2: five years of the Giants' hate. I'm tired of the Giants' hate. They're going to turn around. So the right, right now, Nate Solder's playing right tackle, left tackle, Andrew Thomas. Uh, looks like I know they made the trade for Ben Breedson, but it looks like as of now, Shane Lemieux starting at left guard, Will Hernandez starting at right guard, Nick Gates at center. So they will, they will do a fine job. I trust the coaching staff. Thank you very much. Teddy B is not going to score. The Giants defense, let's just stop with those games. <laughs> well, Wait,
1: so that game. Well,
0: so they're defense dominant now. They're just like Teddy B's got no yeah.
2: chance. I mean, I mean, you don't have to be a dominant defense to stop Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry,
1: touche. Um, uh, also, bravo Denver quarterbacks putting your tracers in the corner of a freaking room and thinking the NFL wouldn't notice. That's a how stupid are they? Um, I, I think my favorite bet I'll go, I'll go Washington minus one at home against the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert. Who I love has not played a road game with fans yet. Hasn't done it yet. Hmm. And Washington's defense is elite. Now, I think Rashawn Slater, the, the Chargers left tackle, is really good. Gets Chase Young week one. Now he played well against him in college. It's a little different in the NFL now. I mean Chase Young's a, so I think I think Washington minus one um, in week one is my favorite. Uh my favorite play. My second one, um I'll give you one while
0: you're while well, you're thinking about it. I feel pretty strongly. That the Buccaneers are going to win by double digits. Yeah, that's Thursday such a night.
1: public play, though. I, I just, just telling I you what's a good, what's a winning bet, right? Everyone, everyone's saying that. That, that kind of worries me.
0: Let you know what though. What supports that? If you're nervous about it, look at the history of these season opening games. The defending Super Bowl champion almost always wins. Oh, really? In fact, okay. recently is where it gets shaken up. But it was about like a, I think eleven years yeah. or so in a row that the home team won and won decisively but Um, maybe
1: that that makes sense. Um, So look, I took Seattle plus three before Carson Wentz injury news. And now they're minus two and a half. I kind of still like them to go to Indianapolis Indy. The last three years, guys has had really bad stinkers in week one. Uh, And now they get a quarterback who has been out for the last couple of weeks coming back. Yeah. So week one in, in 2018 with Frank, right? They lost to the Colts. I mean, excuse me, the Bengals, right? They lost by 11 to the Bengals hmm. last year. Give me, two years ago in week one, they lost the Chargers uh, by six, and that was like the six-win Chargers. And last year, they were the only win for Jacksonville. They lost to the week one Jacksonville. That's right. So, yeah, so like they just start kind of clunky. So I don't love Seattle as a, as a road favorite, um, but I got them at plus three. I mean, I'll take, I guess, you know, really minus two and a half is not, is not that big of a deal. If it was over three, it'd be a problem. And my last one, I'll give you my last one. How about under? Can I, can I go a total here? Is that all right? Certainly. Under in Patriots-Dolphins. It's 43-and-a-half, it's I believe, right now. Uh, rookie quarterback Mac Jones against a Brian Flores defense. And the Patriots in general, I think, are going to kind of run the ball, play everything tight, play action pass, kind of squeeze squeeze the game down. And I don't just – don't trust Tua. And the offensive line, guys, is bad in Miami right now. And I get the Patriots the, – their front seven had a really good preseason. They played a lot. They look good. I think the under in this way – in this matchup is the way to go.
0: I agree with you on that under there. I think the Patriots are going to win that division now. I'm converted on that subject. Um, I
1: I put some money on that already.
0: Did you? I yeah. think
1: that the you know I,
0: I now that it's over, it's in the rearview mirror for 11 more months, so you don't have to listen to me say this again. But August is pro football civil war reenactment. Do not pay attention to what goes on on the field in these preseason games because it doesn't apply. One exception though is the offensive line, if those are the guys that are actually going to be out there for these teams. So concern level, if you are just week one, I mean, you you we can assume that if you like the pedigree of these guys that they'll round into shape, but how real is it if you're a young guy out on the field for your first regular season game that you can get kind of blown away by whatever. The atmosphere, like you say, the crowd, the speed, uh, the the practical it's, speed it's, lined up against you. Like if you're the Steelers, speed. is Roethlisberger speed. scared right now? Is he thinking, oh, no, Jesus. No, he's,
1: he, he's not worried. But the speed of the game for young players just picks up. It just does from the preseason to the regular season. I want to push back very quickly on something you said. I think you can take away more from the preseason than, than you give it credit for. And I'll tell you where it is. To me, it's about – it's about – um Kind of the the process that we see in the field. I'll give you an example. So it's mostly for teams that we have question marks about. Arizona's offense, okay, a lot of question marks about their offense heading this season, and they looked exactly the same freaking way in the preseason. Like I like I think there's unlike college football when you kind of hide stuff in week one, you know, like for week two. You don't do that in the NFL, right? You they talk I mean? about
0: like, that. They talk about like, that in the NHL like, with goalies. You can get yeah. away with baiting a shooter in the minors. Hey, yeah. bait the guy to shoot to your glove hand, and then you can try, look, try that in the NHL, and you'll get shamed like, like quickly, you, like, right? Like, you hold
1: back some plays in the preseason and some game plan, obviously, but like the base of your offense is in, and you run the base of your offense, the Cardinals look like shit. <laughs> like Their offense looked terrible. Like I, I, I'm supposed to buy that an offense that was bad last year had a bad preseason, and then all of a sudden becomes good this season. Get out of here with that. Like so, that's where I think you can well, tell. Well, but I, I don't think the, the
0: Cardinals card. are a good example then in that regard because well, they, they were they good are. off, they were good offensively last year.
1: No, they were, they were terrible at passing the ball. they were good at running the football. They could, uh, their, their DVOA for passing was bottom third in the NFL.
0: But they could score because of. Uh, the unique skill set of, of number one there. You think that that goes away now? Do you think the league catches up with that? I what is that about that all that, that catch up talk? Where everybody's caught up to what Lamar Jackson is trying that's to that's do. Just,
1: that's just, look, I used to be a Lamar hater. You, you know this. Um, I, I can't, can't, they win a lot of football games. Like you just can't anymore. Um, I don't know. Who knows? People just blabbing away off season. This has been a year, Dave, where um, there's, there's had to be more manufactured topics. I think it's pretty chalky in the NFL. Like there's not like everyone's asking me, who's your, who's your favorite, like surprise team. Nobody. Who's your favorite, like worst the first team? No one like I, this. There's not like early for first to worst team. Like, but it which, happens I mean, every year. You're saying that it, this is the really, year really, that it does it really not did, happen. It, really, it didn't happen last year. Hmm. Didn't it? Like,
0: it was this was so twenty twenty. I didn't even notice that it hadn't happened because I'm just so was, used to hearing. Somebody no always worse goes worst to first. There was there zero. Was
1: none last year, no. Because hmm. Pittsburgh was eight and eight and you know, they in and, and uh the year before, they weren't worse in the division.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you have so you're locked in Chiefs and Bucks. Is that your Super Bowl pick
1: then? Okay, who's who's being the Bucks in the in the right now in the NFC? I know.
0: Eddie Spaghetti brought that up a week or two ago and I was like, you know what, you're right. I I am overthinking this. I've gotten seduced by Stafford and Los Angeles. And I you know, the other team, what I look at is the division that they're in. Because whether or not you're the best team, if you get the number one seed, you have a decided yeah, edge correct. come January. And so I think the Titans and the Packers are the two that have that edge. I mean, who are the Pac- yeah? But
1: the Chiefs are going to win 15 games this year. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't, they don't, they don't lose regular season games. They just don't. Just
0: be, well, no. Dave,
1: Dave. Since, since okay. Ohio, by the way, the the one option for worst to first this year is the Niners. But no one thinks the Niners are that bad. Like that's the thing. It's like, oh, God, I'm putting the Niners to win the, the NFC West. All right, they're the favorite. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's that big of a deal that they go worse to first. Look, I'll you to the Chiefs very quickly. So, since Mahomes, he dislocated his knee in 2019, right? His first game back, they lost by three points to the Titans, who came back in that game. Since that game, they played 26 times, including the playoffs. How many games have they lost of 26? How many would you guess? Uh, Two? Correct. They lost to the Raiders and the Bucks in the Super Bowl. That's right. it. Like they just they, they they just win a lot of football games. Same with Baltimore in the regular season. Like know, I'm always high that, Baltimore.
0: I know. That's rearview mirror stuff, though. And the NFL evolves. But, but what, it's not yeah, as jockey as others. And,
1: and the Chiefs evolved. They got a better offensive line. Like they, they, they like they've done they've done the evolving part.
0: But don't you? I mean, I know we've talked about this, so we don't need to beat a dead horse. Actually, the season hasn't even started yet. So uh so let the beating begin. But um I mean, the Chargers have, don't you, uh, am I misreading that the Chargers have a decidedly better defense than what the Chiefs are going to throw out there? And the Chargers offense isn't decidedly worse than what the Chiefs do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're, I know you've been big on the Chargers. Um, I think their
0: defense is going to dominate if they can ever catch a break from the football gods and stay close to healthy. That's
1: the thing is you have to basically bet that they're going to catch a break this year.
0: Well, I mean, at some point, what, what, the, what the hell? <laughs> Nobody put a pox on the, um, on the franchise.
1: I, I mean, you have a you have a first time head coach who's never really been a, in charge of many units. So he's only been a, a defense corner one season. I just kind of, I, I just want to see it, Dave. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to be terrible, but I just want to see Staley coach for one. I mean, they've been playing the preseason. None of the starters playing the preseason. Like, I don't, we don't know anything about this team, and they're going to show up in Washington and try to beat a very good team in Washington. I just, I don't. I, I, mm.
0: I got to see it. So you have no eye-opening, like, hey, look out for the Bills' pass rush. Something that
1: wasn't there a year ago well, that well, yeah. is going
0: to be relevant this year.
1: Well, okay, two things. In the AFC, right, the Bills' pass rush, they drafted two pass rushers that could be better. And the Browns' secondary. The Browns added two pieces of agency, one in the draft. And they can – they can you know, the Browns and Bills built their defenses to try to stop the Chiefs and slow them down. Very simple. In the NFC, look, I think Trey Lance plays more than most – think I don't know most things but I think he plays start sooner or later um which makes the Niners pretty formidable in that uh the Rams here's the thing: the Rams I think I've almost gone anti-Rams because people have blown up Stafford so much that's like, I know like, I'm worried like, about like, that that I've over they th- pretend right like, they pretend like step mass Stafford didn't have Calvin Johnson during his career like you know like they just pretend he was thrown to me and you and Eddie the whole time um but the Rams, they just want They've won a lot of football games with Jared Goff and Matt Stafford's an upgrade over Jared Goff. Defensively, they're going to regress as teams tend to do, but offensively, they're going to be better. And they just again, they won a lot of football games. I think I think the Rams. I'm not. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Maybe they are this year, but they're going to win. They're going to they're going to win 9 10 11 games.
0: You know what I think knocked them down legitimately because it's it, it a lot of it with the wagers we make, the way analysts talk all all month leading up to week 1 kickoff is based on perception of things and when you disrupt the perception, the first big injury of training camp was Cam Akers. And all of a sudden it was like, "Oh whoa. Oh yeah, guys get hurt." And the Rams as a, a specifically can uh, are probably the worst posi- uh, positioned of any would be contender in terms of depth. Is that right? They like I mean and everybody's going to have injuries, ergo, the Rams could fall apart pretty quickly with a with a key injury or two more here. I don't Yeah, know. I mean
1: they don't have a lot of depth because they paid a they lot train. of players. Yeah. And right. so Yes. Uh, I mean, I can make that case for a lot of teams too. I don't look, I don't look at that like previous season, like, Oh, if someone gets hurt, I mean, they get hurt, they get hurt. Like, if, bah, But isn't it I'm the home.
0: deepest team wins? Is that the unsexiest, yeah, but, yeah, but, but truest
1: sure. thing of all of who makes yeah, but, hay but, come January is yeah, who's healthy. Sure. But yeah, but certain positions, you know, this, if, if that guy gets hurt, you don't have a chance to win. No matter how deep your team is.
0: Right, well, take away the QB, obviously. Yeah. Dak went that but that is the other team in the NFC to try to answer your question. I can like they the Cowboys. Beat the, too. Can they beat the Bucks? I don't know, but I bet you that Dan Quinn gets that defense tuned up to de- to at least middle class level, and that offense should sing. I don't know what you're going to do to to slow that offense down if if Zeke is even close to what he was two or so years ago. um I mean, the Cowboys should wreck. Although, people, I see people picking Washington, and you're high on them, at least in
1: week one. I'm, I, I have Dallas to win the NFC East.
0: Yeah, there's, okay.
1: there's not been a repeat winner in that division since 2004.
0: Fascinating. Uh, last thing, and then you go, yes. Jeff Schwartz. You mentioned the Bills. You said you don't watch Pitt Panthers, but you do watch Pitt Steelers. Give a pick week one up in Buffalo.
1: Oh, so six and a half now? Six? That's right. Somewhere around there? That's right. Uh... We're I take Buffalo to cover sure. that game. I what I before.
0: like is I like see. It's funny that you bring up because the one, the first week one bet that we at least considered making was when I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to go to Denver or else why did they not take Justin Fields or Mac Jones when one when they were both sitting there for them to take? It was because we knew that the Broncos knew that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they took the cornerback in that spot. Now I wonder if this is going to be a head-scratcher for the next half-decade at least if Justin Fields ends up being a oh, star. 100%. I think so too. I can't understand what Denver, why Denver did that in hindsight. Um, but we were talking about that forever. Like, well, Rogers is going to land with Denver, and the the Giants um, plus one and a half is going to get even is going to get even longer odds. Bet the Broncos now. So it's funny that that late it, that line is moving as much as it is. Um, but uh, but we are combining those now. What do you think of our of our little um, teaser here? Steelers up to 13 and a half on the road and uh Spaghetti's Giants up to seven and a half at home against the Broncos aka not world beaters They're teddy B's team. That's a good teaser,
1: right? I think it's a good I think it's a good teaser, yes.
0: All right, good. I'm, I'm, with,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you all those points. Okay.
0: Good luck to uh, your Ducks, good luck to your Pac 12 except it. to the teams that you don't like which I your math is very weird now. So okay, there are two Pac-12 teams that we don't want to see do well, but we want to see all the other Pac-12 teams. And uh, one way or the other, I don't
1: this so I don't know why it's so hard for you to grasp.
0: I grasp it. I think there's no. I, I, every, I think there's no. I think, every,
1: you root know for every ACC team to lose
0: because I'm a man of honor, Shorts, and I'm not going to root for my. I, I'm not going to root for my rivals. I did one time. I'm not rooting for the rivals either. Well, not rivals, but my, (laughs) my, you know, my conference guys. Whatever the Big Twelve, let's just change the name to the Blob. Whatever the Blob, however many teams. What what, what do we do? What kind of conference is that? Well, what is it? What is that stupid conference going to end up being? West Virginia here and BYU. It's all. Uh, Maybe
1: the I think you should really get the Giants after this year to them. Right, at this be done. Big Twelve. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in no mood, Schwartz. You heard, him,
0: boy. He, he got mad. So no, 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 so no, no. Fiery. I'm not. I'm
2: not. I'm not angry with Jeff. I'm actually uh, in lockstep with Jeff, and I'm rooting very, very hard for the Oregon Ducks because uh, in our futures draft, I did pick the uh, Oregon Ducks to win the Pac-12. Now, but
0: you, you were mad about it. the Giants. You were mad. Oh yeah,
1: said about he's the Giants. Go to big, he's gonna go. To Look, big, everyone hates Giants. what It
2: is. It is, it is what it is. Everyone hates the Giants. And, I, and understandably so. I understand there's question marks about the by, about the O-line. And the only thing I can say is, if they have a good week one performance, people will forget about the, all the issues they just saw in the preseason game versus the Patriots. And we'll move on to, you know, week two, and we'll take it from there. Hopefully, Saquon has a good game. Hopefully, Deion Jones plays well. And people will kind of slow down with the Giants' hate. But right now.
0: Nobody the hates the, the Giants. What do you? What are you Whatever. kind of weirdo? Everybody hates them. Everybody yeah, likes I think the them media, for beating. I think the
2: media does. I think
0: the no, media do mean, no, no, they do not. No,
1: they, no, they, no. People they, no, are happy right they beat Brady twice. I disagree giants I the media so it's half not. the media used to cover the it's giants not. peter schrager picked him to win the nfc east today what are you talking about the, the there media was is, an article the from either new
2: jersey beat writer or, or maybe okay, new Post jersey or beat writer news, the- but- but, the I'm, top but of he, the- he said, he said that the bulk of the meat, they, they said how many, how many uh, media entities picked the Giants to finish like third or fourth. And it was because
1: they're not any good. That's
2: my point is that people just they don't they don't ever see growth or uh, they don't have any high expectations for the Giants. And I'm not going to argue with it. I said, let's just see what happens week one. I feel pretty good about a uh, team with Teddy B. That's it. <laughs>
0: But nobody, you understand, there's no emotion behind it. People are just evaluating. Like, I don't think that Dave. If somebody be good.
2: talks bad about the Steelers, you're I don't like, think they hate the Steelers. Because, like, the Steelers don't lose. The Steelers don't lose. They always win games by close and double digits. And they blah, 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 blah. do. It's the same exact thing. It's the same thing. I don't think people hate them
0: though. I don't. I think people are either I, underestimating I or overestimating. Think the
2: Giants are a joke, and they don't ever look into the moves they make and say, "Hey, this could be actually room for improvement." Like I, I, for the record, made a lot of good moves this off season.
0: If anyone ever thinks I hate the Giants, they are wrong, because I thank them for defeating Brady's Patriots not once but twice. Then it would be a real bloodbath for the rest of pro football's history if Tom Brady had even more Super Bowls, and he may have one by the end of uh, or by uh, mid-February this year. That's the other thing, Schwartz. You talk about rearview mirror. That's the most fascinating one of all. What? What? When is it going to happen? It's just like Tom Brady's like... Oh, yeah, he's now, like, average now. He just – he's not good I think anymore. Tom
1: Brady's going to play till he gets an injury. Like, that's basically – if he's 55, it's 55. I don't know. Just whenever he it gets an injury, he can't play anymore, he's going to keep playing, whatever. All
0: right, listen, good luck to your Giants. Thank you. It looks like they're going to wind up in the wild card now um spot, which is bad for the National League that the Dodgers – Why
1: are the Giants in the – why are they in the wild card spot? Because
0: I think the Dodgers are going to end up taking the division, and once they – win the division then the giants are going to have to play a one game playoff and then all bets are like even though the giants
1: the giants have the tiebreaker against the dog they've beaten them nine uh 10 out of 10 out of uh 19 times by the way i know
0: i know but if the dodge uh, uh, the the what you need as a Giants or any other team that hopes to win the pennant, what you need is the Dodgers playing in that one game playoff. That's your best bet. Of course. Bet.
1: Oh, yes. Right. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes.
0: Um, all right, Schwartz, you're the tops. Looking forward to all your work upcoming this season on Fox Sports, digitally and otherwise. You're Thank chopping you. it up with uh, Cousin Sal there um, on Fox Bat Live. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, or as uh, Schwartz himself calls it, you're just- um and you. Uh, and – And uh, that's it. And we'll kibitz with you as the season rolls on here on social media. And otherwise, make sure you're following Jeff Schwartz, one of the great follows in all of – well, for all year, but especially during football season. He and his spoon breaking it down for you. Be on the lookout for that. And we'll kibitz with you soon, Schwartz.
1: Take care, guys. Thank you.
0: It's time right now, though, for Eddie Spaghetti to shine here on FanDuel Sportsbook. He is the home run hitter of calling home run hitters. It's Tuesday, that's right, new users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. It's about to get even better because it is Tuesday, $5 dinger Tuesday. To be more specific, place a $25 wager on any player to hit a home run on Tuesday and get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run hit in the game. Eddie Spaghetti is, I think, like kind of Ted Williams. I'm not going to say that you are batting 1000 or anything, but I think you're – over 400 here in doing it with your home run calls and hitting them successfully there. Lay it on us on this Tuesday. Who's going to go yards spaghettes
2: Yep. I've been lucky to give out some winners, mostly with Yankees. And I have been trying to pick other teams here, but right now my team needs me and I'm going to do my mm-hmm. best to help them out. Garrett Cole versus Steven Matz. Uh, our guy, John Carlson, you know, Steven Metz was a former Mets pitcher, so John Carlson had some time with him in the National League. He's batting three thirty three and 15 at-bats off him with two dingers, uh, four ribbies. I like John Carlo to go yard off Steven Metz uh, tonight, and I'm hoping Garrett Cole does his job on the mound and shuts in those Blue Jays and the Yankees get a much-needed win. So very, very simple. It's John Carlson, hit a home run tonight off Steven Metz. Cross your fingers. Let's go, Yankees i hear
0: you again the important item here use the promo code minus three the word minus and the number three and you know what like jerry orback when i'm wrong i say i'm wrong spaghetti the yankee season now is officially weird this that they could do what they did for two weeks and now start to suck again and lose games to the orioles not one game but multiple games I don't know what to make of it, but uh, all the best to your club as they come down the wire, and all the best to you if you're listening to Daddy Spaghetti's home run pick there. And uh, once again, make sure you're betting at fanduel.com slash minus three. The great Jeff Schwartz, everybody, and I think he said it all. Final thoughts, spaghetti, anything you want to say, or should we wrap it up here and look ahead to our visit with Kevin Hench in a couple of days?
2: Uh, that was another, you know, great, I, I love the college football talk with uh, with Jeff, and he, he does make a good point about, you know, how eventually college football, it's kind of annoying right now, and I agree with you, with the Clemson only being number six, but eventually as the, the weeks go on, then things kind of get a clearer picture, but uh, yeah, I am, an, I am an Oregon Ducks fan this week, and I'm not a, f- a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes, and just for the, my sheer purpose of wanting to win our extra points league, I, I really need them to, uh, to hold on here, because it looks like the Pac-12 is, what, four or five ranked teams? Not as bad as I thought, so it's going to be a, a tough one for the, it, uh, but, the Ducks. But
0: don't you- You see that now we already know they've tipped their hand. Clemson is now in. Now they have to be straight up upset by somebody in the ACC to miss the to miss the um, final four that they that they've that the people who established the preseason poll have decided to keep them at number six despite them losing and putting up a single digit in their score column that that team gets to stay ahead of all these teams that performed well in the only piece that, yeah. of evidence that we have is just crazy to me and that 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 does stink and it does then make me reverse myself on saying that we shouldn't have an expanded playoff we need one if this is a sort of jive that uh that they're going to apply here with evaluating teams
2: i i get where you're coming from and it, it the one thing i will say so the one little Pushback I will give is I think that Clemson is going to win every other game they play in their schedule by like 40 points. I think DG DJ Uiyaga uh, DJ Lele is uh, going to be awesome. Uh, I think what we're not talking about enough is Dan Lanning defensive coordinator of Georgia did an outstanding job and they're not getting enough credit. It was a kind of a sloppy game. I know it wasn't high scoring whatever. Clemson couldn't do anything versus Georgia. He stopped everything, and he stopped a very good offense. And I said you know, in a few other episodes uh, on this show uh, against the odds and extra points that I like Georgia's defense this year. I think Georgia's going to look more dynamic because, again, Clemson is a good team on defense as well. We all know Brett Venables has been there for how many years? He's probably the best uh, defensive coordinator in college football. But they're going to look pretty good, Georgia. But I do think that Clemson will make us feel a little bit better about the loss because they are going to win games like 55-zip. So um, that's that's the one pushback I will give of that clemson will look like a really good team the rest of the way but georgia does they ran into a, a real buzzsaw maybe the only other true buzzsaw outside of alabama uh and, and bryce young which they look well on their way to another title and uh, and a heisen win for uh bryce young
0: i mean listen i'm not going to completely reverse myself on the things i thought based on the 60 minutes action we saw from 19 year olds but maybe the takeaway is instead of Oh wow! Well, there's nobody in the ACC to challenge after UNC. If they looked like that against Virginia Tech, maybe the other side of that coin is maybe the ACC is going to be a little bit better than what it's been. I mean, that that kid uh, that you talked about in floor, from Florida State, maybe Pitt will be halfway decent. Maybe BC can be all right. They have a nice QB for what that's worth. Um, maybe the ACC will be a little stronger collectively and challenge and challenging. all Clemson. If Clemson stumbles one more time here and loses just one more, then they will be out. But uh, either way, that's it for college football. Maybe we'll we'll do a little bit with our best bets as we we go along here. But the next show, I expect Eddie Spaghetti will be about 90% pro football talk as we head into week one it's finally here everybody can't wait to do that with eddie spaghetti and kevin hench and you make sure you're betting along with us as always fanduel.com slash minus three the word minus the number three is how you do that we'll be back in 48 hours until then thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven